All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome in to Daily Faceoff Live, your go-to source for everything hockey. Live every weekday at noon Eastern. We are sweating it up in Florida. Frank Saravalli and Tyler Remchuk, welcome into Daily Faceoff Live, streaming on the Daily Faceoff Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. And Frank, surprise, surprise, it's another scorcher here on <laughs> Skills Competition Day. Yeah, I think everyone else around the hockey world feels really bad for us today as we're out here soaking up the sun in South Florida. Speaking of piping hot, you have a brand new trade targets list up at dailyfaceoff.com right now. One month to the day, NHL trade deadline, March 3rd. Today's February 3rd. Let's go. Everyone's having their fun this weekend in Florida, but over the next month, that's when the real work begins and the grind Didn't starts. Stop for this guy. The trade deadline countdown, <laughs> 60 days out. We're just chipping away, getting closer to deadline day. So let's throw two minutes and 30 seconds up on the clock and talk a little bit about that trade targets list and no better place to start than right at the top where Timo Meyer has taken over the number one spot on your list, Frank. A $6 million cap hit, a guy that's on pace for 45 goals. No question why teams would want him, but maybe who are the most interested teams? I think you have to start right with the New York Rangers. I believe Timo Meyer is their number one target, and you mentioned the year that he's had, and it's been special, no doubt about that, on a really bad San Jose Sharks team. But I think what it's not the $6 million cap hit that's the complicating factor, especially not for a team like the Rangers, one of the few contenders that actually has uh, salary cap space as you close in on the deadline. The complicating factor is the qualifying offer, and we know Timo Meyer is going to yeah. be expensive, but at $10 million for that qualifying offer, is he a $10 million player? I don't think so. I think the rest of the league sees that as well. 
And so it changes the complexion. You know, is he a rental or is he someone uh, that is going to end up being signed long term? I think everyone is looking at Timo Meyer at his age, being a restricted free agent at the age of 26. They're saying this is a guy that we'd like to have long term. Seven, eight year deal. It's probably going to come in somewhere south of 10 million, probably in the $9 million range. So still no doubt expensive. But I look at New York and I say he's the perfect fit because one, he adds an element that the Rangers don't have some heft yeah. in their wingers. Uh, they've got some strong net front presences already at the top of their lineup, but the stylistic fit is there and then the age scheme is there. To throw a 26-year-old into a team that is just beginning to open up their championship window, I think that really is a huge difference maker. So I'd look Rangers one and then go across the river, the Hudson River, to the New Jersey Devils as a second uh, option. There's no doubt that the Devils are interested in the Swiss connection, Meyer, yeah. Heischer, Throw those two guys together, you make magic. But in this case, uh, I have the Rangers as the team to beat. It's interesting stuff, and both those teams, I mean, you can imagine them with that kind of talent added into the lineup. In terms of what the Sharks want back, is it picks, or are they maybe looking for a young roster player? I know all the talk, whenever you throw the Rangers in connection with someone, it's Kako and Lafreniere. I would imagine it's tough for a GM like Chris Drury to part with one of those guys, but at the same time, if you're getting a proven 26-year-old, like, again, long-term piece there, maybe it's easier to stomach having to give up a top prospect? Here's the truth, I don't think they need to. Okay. If you look at the price paid for Alex Dabrinkit, uh, that was a $9 million qualifying offer, not the 10 that Meyer has. And he had one additional year uh, at a pretty inexpensive six and change million dollar cap hit. Yeah. Meyer doesn't have that, needs to be re-signed immediately. The price is gonna be less. And I don't think you need to give up a Kako or Lafreniere. And frankly, there's been lots of talk about it. I don't have any indication yet that the New York Rangers are willing to go down that path. Well, there you go. Uh, moving on from the top of the list to what we're going to call new names and big risers. And let's start with a guy who is rising up your trade targets list, and that's Ryan O'Reilly of the St. Louis Blues. Just from an outsider perspective, I'm getting the sense that over the last month this has gone from, ah, he might go to, no, no, they're going to take the best offer they can. Yeah, I think that's the case, and that's become the reality of the St. Louis Blues season. I think they've remained in conversation with Ryan O'Reilly. I think they tried to get something done. Um, doesn't seem like at this point there's a lot of hope that a contract extension in St. Louis is going to materialize for the captain and we know that Doug Armstrong their GM he's a killer he's going to go out and get the best return possible for that franchise it's not gonna you know oh maybe we should keep it maybe we shouldn't once they get to a point where they know there's no return yeah. that's when they're going to step up and make the trade and I think there's been certainly lots of interest in Ryan O'Reilly the quintessential deadline ad you know, he may be a little older at 31, he may have had a tough season, but his game, when you think Con Smythe and yeah. helping the Blues to that 2019 Stanley Cup, uh, certainly uh, an ad that a lot of teams would like to have. And now let's talk about some new names. The one that caught my attention at least was Carol Vamelka, a goalie who's putting up good numbers on a really poor Arizona team, and he's under contract two more years, 2.75 million. That's a guy who I can see a lot of GMs wanting. Is he the most intriguing name to you? Or is there someone else that's a new name that you're looking at? Well, so Vomelka is certainly interesting and because he does see a lot of rubber yeah. in Arizona, I think a lot of people wonder is that safe percentage a product of just seeing so many shots on a bad team. I still think Carol Vomelka uh, is a great ad, especially with the term that you mentioned. But here's the issue. I think the goalie market is so thin. You're probably looking at LA, Seattle, and maybe New Jersey tries to get a number two. Vimelka is sort of the perfect 1A, 1B for a team. But I think next year, uh, the term helps. But teams like LA, they, I don't, Copley's played so well, he's won so much. I don't know that they're dying to do something right at the moment. And then on top of that, 
they're trying to solve their goaltending problem for next year. Yeah. Cal Peterson is the only guy in the organization under contract next year. Jonathan Quick, UFA, Phoenix Copley, UFA. So they're in a spot where, hey, look, uh, they need to make some moves for their goaltending. One name that stood out to me, uh, a new riser, he's been talked about previously, but I have a deep dive coming in our deadline countdown series on Saturday on dailyfaceoff.com. Sam Lafferty of the okay. Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, he's someone that, not necessarily a big name or sexy acquisition, but when you look at his game and you really hone in on his shifts, he's got speed to burn, elite, elite speed, and he's a great penalty killer. Second in the league this season in shorthanded goals, only to Riley Smith of the Vegas Golden Knights. So he's got three shorthanded goals, can play on your top unit penalty kill, and add some speed to the bottom six of your lineup. And term remaining on his contract with uh, $1.15 million next season. I think this guy for the Chicago Blackhawks is a lowercase Brandon Hagel. You think about the return that they got last year, I think Sam Lafferty, a guy who was traded for an AHL salary dump last year, yeah. is someone that could return a second round pick and a prospect. Wow. And I would be very surprised if a team like the Tampa Bay Lightning, who routinely recognizes value in a player like Lafferty with that term and a, and a fourth line that may be a little bit slow, uh, Keep an eye on that. All right, an interesting situation there. Sam Lafferty's got a couple of teammates in your top five on the trade targets list. It's the usuals that round out the top five with Chikrin, Kane, and Taves. You can check out the full list at dailyfaceoff.com. Moving a little bit lower down that list, I want to talk about the second tier of scoring wingers. We've mentioned Meyer and Patrick Kane, but when you check down to sort of the 8 to 15 range on your list, you have names like Brock Besser, James Van Riemsdyk, and then below them, Vladimir Tarasenko. Who are some teams that are maybe not going to be jumping into the Patrick Kane, Timo Meyer game, but are still looking for some scoring help? Well, so think of some of the other teams that we talked about already. Uh, the New Jersey Devils are one. Mm -hmm. uh, the Rangers are another. Teams that are looking for scoring wingers, the Calgary Flames, uh, also come to mind. I think there's going to be some value adds uh, and some check down options in that group that you mentioned, especially with someone like Ben Reemsdijk. Like, I think people look at his game and they say, oh, maybe not the most fleet of foot guy, um, but he really takes care of himself, has had some unlucky injuries this year with a broken hand, and yet still on a 23 to 25 yeah. goal pace for the season. The problem with all of those guys that you mentioned, Besser, Van Reemsdijk, Tarasenko, well, at least for Tarasenko and Van Riemsdijk, who are on expiring deals, the issue is the cap hit. So not only are you going to have to most likely have a team take on half, have the team take on half, you're probably going to need to send it through a third-party broker. And we outlined that third-party bro uh, broker process on dailyfaceoff.com earlier in the deadline countdown series. But both of those players, $7 million cap hits. So that's a lot. Yeah. Besser is at 6.65, but has two more seasons remaining. And... He's probably someone that at his current state is overpaid by about a million dollars. So you're either going to have to have the Canucks retain, which I think they've been a little bit resistant to do, or at least to answer the question. And then after that, you're in a spot where um, can, you, can you take on the term? Can you fit that into your group moving forward? We don't know what the cap's going up yep. yet complicating factor so it's either going to diminish the return for the Vancouver Canucks or they're going to have to retain to get something that they feel pretty comfortable with but Brock Besser moves up into our top 10 Tyler because he's next on the list the Canucks need to create salary cap space they've added 10 million dollars in wingers in the last 10 days re-signing Kuzmenko uh, and also uh, taking on Anthony Beauvillier in the Bo Horvat trade so 
for a team that was looking for salary cap flexibility, all of a sudden they're in a spot where they've added and not subtracting. Yeah, it's a, it's a puzzling one to say the least, but Besser on that list. I'm surprised that a guy like Vladimir Tarasenko maybe isn't getting a little bit more love. This is a guy who scored 40 goals last season, had a monster year, expiring deal, so you don't have to try work him in down the line. He can just be a pure rental for a contender and also playoff success like Orion O'Reilly. He's had good playoff runs before, maybe not the con Smythe level, but... No, he was a driver in 2019 yeah. for the Blues. There's no doubt about that. Had a great playoff. Here's what I'll say about Tarasenko. Um, he holds all the cards. Okay. Full no trade, full no move. He can pick his destination. He has never rescinded that trade request from 2021, so you know that he'd like to move on. My question is, how choosy is he going to be in terms of that destination? Is he going to hamstring the St. Louis Blues? And I think people are wondering, you know, another year with some more injuries, what are we going to be getting out of this guy? Hopefully he can stay healthy. So I think the price, he's in that check down tier option with the cap hit and the clauses that he has. Again, full list up at dailyfaceoff.com. Let's move on to the reason we are here. All-Star Weekend for the NHL. It's skills tonight and tomorrow is the three-on-three All-Star Tournament. For the skills competition, a lot of the usual events, right? Accuracy, breakaway, hardest shot, fastest skater, things like that. But also, I want to talk to you about the two new ones. First, it's the pitch and puck, a floating green. The NHL describes it as a combination of hockey and golf shots in this event. Keller, Goudreau, Robertson, Suzuki are going to be the players going forward in that. And then you also have the splash shot, which is teams of two, dunk tank style, shooting until you dunk the other, the other player's teammates. So the teams for that. McKinnon and Crosby, that's unbelievable. You got Rantanen and Makar, the Kachuk brothers, and you have Adam Fox and Igor Shesterkin. Out of those two events, which one are you kind of most excited to see play out? Uh, definitely more the, what is it, splash, puck splash? Or? Puck splash, yeah, splash shot. Splash shot. Okay, so I don't want to play spoiler, but they yeah. actually taped this yesterday yeah. here on the beach. So on Thursday afternoon, as the players were getting into town, I'm fascinated to see what the final product looks like because I heard there were a few hiccups. And okay. so uh, there may be some heavy editing that's involved in order to make that happen. Uh, not telling tales out of school, but these players are so talented. I'm heard they were absolutely zinging them uh, and drilling these targets. So maybe there was some kind of malfunction, uh, but nonetheless, to do it, what I'm excited about is to see this backdrop. Like, you know, if you're yeah. gonna put an all-star game here, don't go out to the arena 25 uh, minutes east of here, west of here. Do it on the beach. Do 100%. it in a, in a great scene, great setup. And I think what's really been awesome being here in South Florida has been to see the fan reaction. Oh, Obviously, yeah. the beach is, is getting crowded behind us as we get to, uh, to midday here. But further down the beach is the All-Star Fan Fest. And there's people lined up. Traffic is snarled. Uh, this is NHL All-Star Weekend in South Florida, and it's pretty awesome. I want to ask you something. Connor McDavid not doing the fastest skater this year. That would be his premier event. That would be something that a lot of people tune in just to see how fast McDavid does the lap. Fair or foul on 97 not doing that? I'm going to say foul. Yeah. Um, how many times, and I'd have to look it up, how many times did Michael Jordan not do the dunk contest? I mean, this is, I guess maybe, you know, the other thing that kind of stands out is Dylan Larkin is still the record holder, if he I'm is. not mistaken. So um, Larkin, until McDavid gets the crown, like I think if you take the crown and you say, look, I've done it, I've set the record, yeah. I'm out, I, I would totally get it. Uh, I also get the want to not do it because to rev up and put your body in that spot. Dylan Larkin was actually talking about this yesterday at the media day saying, look, I got to stretch, man. Like I'm going to be stretching throughout the day because I don't want to get into a spot where I hurt myself. He goes, when I first did it, I was 19. He goes, I'm a long way from that now. He said, I'm feeling all sorts of stuff. 
uh, the pending unrestricted free agent said. So it's amazing how quickly it changes. Uh, and McDavid has been to so many of these. I understand the want to, but I also think this is your opportunity to put on a show. You have people watching all around the world. Connor McDavid, this is your opportunity yet again yeah. to put on a show. Yeah, why not? Uh, quickly, 3v3, just looking at the divisions. Our friends at Points Bet Canada, they do have odds up on who's going to win this thing, because of course they do. They got you covered. Atlantic plus 225, Central plus 250, Metro is 3 to 1, Pacific coming fourth at plus 325. Who do you like, Frank? Kind of like the Pacific. Me too. It's the best odds. Yeah, anytime, best odds, but anytime you've got McDavid and Dreisaitl in a three on three, um, I don't know. Maybe, does it come down to goaltending? Is that what they're looking at? Maybe, yeah, but I mean. I mean the Pacific goaltending is probably the weakest, right? Probably with Skinner and Thompson, two rookies between the pipes. Look at other divisions that have Shesterkin and Soros, who, by the way, UC Soros wins my award for best dressed on Media Day. He had this sweet, like, Versace button up. It was unbelievable. I know I'm the insider, but you had the big scoop yesterday with the dry settle <laughs> mullets and. Tell yeah, us, tell us so Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, if you look, they're growing out some flow. And Leon Dreisaitl revealed to the media that that was actually the product of a bet that Connor McDavid had with Dylan Holloway, where if they won six in a row, McDavid said he would grow out the mullet. I don't know for how long, but that's what's happening. Hopefully so he, for the season. Oh, it would be unreal. It would be epic. Yeah, uh, but I it love how he, he did get the side shape too, so it is a true authentic mullet. He's fully buying into it. We're having a ton of fun down here at All-Star. Let's move along to our daily face-off inbox question brought to you today by our friends at Montana. So we have a winner for our $25 gift card, so keep it locked on our Instagram and Twitter. We'll be announcing that later today. If you could add any event to the skills competition weekend, Frank, what would you do? So I'd actually, I'm going to take that question and I'm going to reshape it because okay. I'd change the entire All-Star Saturday uh, with the game itself. Keep three on three, yeah. but do it by country. Ooh. And instead of trying to wedge in, especially this year where there's lots of consternation about getting one player from all 32 teams, pick the best eight players or six players from each country, Canada, Finland, you know, US. Can still have your team's thing. logo on a jersey. 100%. And turn this, since the NHL is no good at getting international true best on best play together, and actually create a little bit of a competition and competitive fire and still have the million dollars at play yeah. But for your country, do it for country pride. How awesome would that be, especially here in the cultural melting pot of yeah. South Florida, to do that international stage? What a perfect opportunity. They've talked about it previously to try and do a more international style all-star event. I don't know why it's never unfolded, but that's the change I would make. I will follow along your lines and I'll hit you with something that's probably a little bit more unrealistic because we've seen it in the past, but three on three but fantasy draft style again. I just thought that was so much fun when you had all the players interacting with each other and kind of the drama that unfolded a few times with it. I like the fantasy draft angle, but it would certainly make the game probably a little less competitive versus your idea, which would make it, I think, more competitive. So interesting stuff there. Uh, let's wrap up this show today, our last show live from Florida with a little garbage time, Frank. Yeah, and look, um, I'm gonna make this a lowercase criticism, but okay. we had all-star weekend kickoff on Thursday afternoon with media availabilities and it was an awesome media day for us an important part of the weekend to be able to kind of tell the story here and do our job all of the big stars are there Connor McDavid's taking questions Leon Dreisaitl Nikita Kucherov go down the list Alex Ovechkin shows up his eighth all-star weekend and Sidney Crosby seemed to bristle at a reporter earlier this week when the question was asked about you're in your 17th season in the league how come you've only been to five all-star weekends this is the fifth one and he seemed to say, well, what do you mean? And I get it. Sidney Crosby has been an unbelievable yep. ambassador for the game. 
uh, what he's, he's represented the game so well in so many different areas, uh, particularly off the ice, and does a ton. But I was disappointed to see him not show up to the media day on Thursday. I get it, uh, you've been through this before, you've done it, you've fulfilled a million obligations, but everyone else was there. Alex Ovi was there, there. Yeah. Taking all the same questions, doesn't kill you to show up, and uh, I just think it's one of those things that it just adds to the completeness of it. And when you're talking about everyone uh, being there and buying in, and we talked about the bye week yester uh, yesterday and how that's really helped get this all moving forward, I just would have liked to have seen Sid there because I think it's always great to, to talk to him. And I think one of the big things is you learn a lot talking to Sidney Crosby. You can never go wrong spending some time with Sid. And so, um, yeah, I just would have liked to have seen him there. I'm with you 100%. Again, it's a small potatoes kind of criticism, but it's yeah. just one of those little things for All-Star Weekend as a whole. It's like, hey, he's still kind of the face of the sport, and you don't get to hear from him at all. No one gets to send out clips that go viral of him answering a funny question. Little yeah, things like I, that. I, like, I would have liked to have just seen him ask, be asked the question of the popular one yesterday was, what's your favorite Taylor Swift song? Like, have fun, play yeah. along. It's 20 minutes not going to kill you. Again, not a media complaint or it didn't make it any harder to yeah. do my job. I just would have liked to have seen him there because I think you learn a lot from him. 100%. All right. Speaking of learning a lot, we certainly did with your new trade targets list and it's going to be a really fun month here on Daily Face Off Live One leading month. up. Let's One go. month. Let's go. Frank, for us, it's beach time. We're done our live shows for the week, so we're going to go live it up in Florida. Thanks for tuning in today. No on one the wants to see me on a beach, <laughs> yeah. so I ain't going there. Uh, thanks for tuning in on the Daily Face Off YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. Show's also available as a podcast wherever you get your podcast from. Thanks for tuning in. Keep it locked on Daily Face Off in the meantime, and enjoy All-Star Weekend. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special coming your way this playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. And let me tell you, it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal. Every playoff game day, you're going to be faced with four questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle. And here's a sneak peek into some of those questions we'll be firing your way. First up, you got to pick the winning team. That sounds simple, right? 
but there's more. You gotta decide if the total amount of goals in the game will be over or under a certain amount, and that's where the real strategy starts to kick in. Next up, you're picking who's gonna find the back of the net first, and you're gonna wanna be careful, because that's one that could be cooked early on in the game. And finally, you gotta predict which period is going to be the highest scoring. Will it be a barn burner in the first, a shootout in the second, or a nail biter in the third? That's up to you to decide. Now let's talk about prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? For the daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards to treat yourself to some fresh nation gear and you might even win a jersey from your favorite team. And for the big dogs, those who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. Play now at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess.